0: This episode of Heroes of the Horn is brought to you by a hero of the horn, Sir John of House Frey. Children of the Dragon, that name had caused trouble, no less for not being true. But how many citizens now believe that Asheng Nail had once served the dragon, and no other I Sedai?
1: Welcome to Heroes of the Horn, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am Sir Matt.
0: And I am Sir Ezra. Welcome to our Wheel of Time book club. The horn has sounded and we have answered the call. Today we are covering the Shadow Rising part four, chapters 21 through 27. And in our village council, we will be discussing
1: Rudion. Mm -hmm. As back with, it's a new year. Okay. It's, It's a new year light? You know, I don't know what the Chinese uh, what Chinese year it will be this year. But as far as I'm concerned, it's the year of the dragon. OK, because right. 2021, we were told we were going to be getting Wheel of Time. We'll see. We know production obviously has been delayed from COVID. But, you know, what? hopefully COVID and going forward, that's a 2020 thing or in yeah. 2021 now. It's a new year what i mean what are what what's your expectations what's your goals what are you thinking for 2021 yeah i'm i'm really excited you know this is uh i'm i'm very happy to put
0: uh 2020 behind us and and move forward um kind of used our i mean we you and i have used our our well my winter break to get kind of caught up on the podcasting thing uh wrap up some loose ends and then really kind of get organized get ready to go for this next year and really be you know, start producing more content, man. It's just start really getting into these series. It's like sometimes the, the events of, of 2020 like took us away or, you know, we were sick or we had things going on and there was just, there was so many things that were just obstacles and they're still going to be there for a time and, th- and there always will be in life, but I just, I I, I, I could just do with moving beyond that that year um, and, you know, keep keep uh, looking towards better better days to come. The light is going to shine on us, my friend, Okay. The horn has literally sounded, and we've got to answer the freaking call. All right, that was that was just a trial. Uh, it, it was a trying year, and now we have a war to prepare for. <laughs> as we get ready for all of this wheel of time, goodness, and content that's coming. It's it's going to be fantastic, and I'm super excited. Uh, really excited. And I think we're even more so excited because of all the you know uh, little promotional stuff they've been dropping out there on Wadon Prime, which is getting me all sorts of hype so yeah i'm feeling good ready to go how about you buddy
1: yeah absolutely i mean we've got we got the the we got the sword now and then we got the guitar um and there's going to be more coming on and and as well we've gotten some of those promotional um on those on those days right the wheel of time wednesdays as they're kind of calling it over there on that twitter account right uh rafe has been going over there the showrunner and answering questions and you know we did a we did a breakdown uh, about that um uh, and we you know we also did some some youtube content uh as well talking about some of that stuff like the the guitar we saw Tom's guitar um but you know we uh, we talked about some of the and he answered some of those questions about you know what do you keep what do you cut which is what we've been talking about uh since this podcast started uh really uh <laughs> since we uh what do you keep what do you cut and man one of the things we you and i were saying is maybe Elaine Right, so who knows? Yeah. are we gonna are we gonna yeah. are we gonna get are we gonna get something like that? So, but yeah, 2021, year of the dragon. I'm my I'm still holding out hope for a Super Bowl. You know, this about a month from now. Super Bowl tease, right? I think during the Super Bowl we're gonna get a um, Amazon Prime thing. Here's all the shows you'll be able to see in 2021, and I think maybe we'll see a l- quick quick little blurb mm-hmm. or something that is like a shot from from the show and that would be that would be super cool
0: yeah well i think you want to use every opportunity that you have so i'm, I'm guessing yeah they're, that they're going to do that and i look forward to a teaser trailer um anything i mean like i said we got hyped over 26 seconds and what possibly was was tom Marilyn, uh and and a little you know nod towards our gleeman. so yeah it's I, I think you're probably right and and uh so we'll Look forward to that, and uh, in the meantime, we'll just kind of keep keep plowing ahead. I, I told Matt, I said, uh, you know, we're gonna by the time this show starts, we're gonna have be through what this year in twenty twenty one. So we're in Shadow Rising, uh, book four. So maybe five, six, and seven. You think we would get through, or something like that? I mean, like yeah. we could get through. We'll be
1: halfway through.
0: Yeah, which I think is really cool because we we set out, we started this um, right before twenty twenty, just in late two thousand nineteen, and we we. I think we've taken a pretty good approach to it. I like our, our format. Uh, we're not going chapter by chapter. We want to experience the series. We want to add some commentary on it, uh, gather Matt's reactions, and kind of do some, you know, just expand the experience a little bit. You know, I love I love that idea of just expanding the, the, the experience. And then when the show comes out, we'll be uh, expanding that even more. Um, so it's going to be so much fun. There's so much to look forward to. And uh, I, I also hope, by the way, that Jordan JordanCon – comes back strong and that 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 con just continues to grow and grow and grow and becomes a bigger thing, which would be fantastic. Cause I know you and I now go to like star Wars celebration and it's freaking massive. You know, if a con like that came up and like emerged and just kept getting bigger. And I've already heard the stories that it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm and I, we, we did the virtual this year. I had tickets and I was ready to go uh, and then pandemic hit. uh, So we get to watch the virtual version of that where where Rafe came in and kind of confirmed how many episodes are going to be, Uh, in the first two seasons and that was pretty cool but yeah i'm i'm excited for all of that man i just i love it there's gonna be good artwork
1: there's gonna be good i mean the merchandise all of it it's gonna be just great yeah no i'm i'm down as well hopefully hopefully this year there will be conventions um you know maybe towards the end of the year right some of the vaccine comes out and stuff like that and so maybe maybe late 2021 there will be conventions we can go to so hope so
0: yeah Okay. Um, well, and actually, just uh, before we so before we move into our village council here, we kind of did the YouTube video on it, but uh, the reaction to Tom Maryland's, I uh, what what he it a guitar, right? Is that it's what it gu- is? It's a, it's it's a guitar. guitar. I have I mean,
1: seen. I've seen some people be actually quite upset that it's actually a guitar because in the book it's not a guitar, but they said, yeah. they know what they're doing. Okay, I mean, I they think know they're what they're fine. doing. Yeah, they
0: they, <laughs> they do. And I think it's great. Um, And again, that was the whole thing, the whole Q&A that Rafe provided afterwards, as as you said earlier, was to kind of say, hey, we're going to have to make some changes. We're going to have to adapt some stuff. And and you're right. He did kind of confirm that Elaine is probably not going to be in it this season. And, um, you know, he asked a really, or he kind of posed a really good question. And I I want anyone who's a veteran reader or uh, is maybe a little bit upset with some of these adaptations to think about, he listed off the the let's say there's ten locations or whatever in you have a budget where in which you can only do four. Which four do you pick? You know, and then yeah. from that it's like, okay, now you have to build your story uh, inside of those set locations. So start to think about it like that, and then you start to understand why a lot of this is gonna have to be different. And I thought that was good for fans to to understand that and see that and, and get where he's coming from. So the creators of this are putting so much work into it. And that's I, I love that, you know, we're getting to kind of see their passion oh my god the yellow aja comment about the sister right <laughs> the like naming um mm-hmm. chesmol right as one of the i was like oh my god there was a there was a couple f bombs dropped uh in that conversation just because they're so passionate about like every right. name that's given to a character who they are um what what you know the designing of the sword and the dagger for right. You know, Gwane and everything. They're putting a lot of time yeah. and effort into it. And I, I, I appreciate seeing that. I like seeing that. Yeah. It makes me feel good. I
1: liked I liked what he said too about um they are they're saying he's like, obviously, you know, it's just impossible to to be able to cover every character that's that's been in that's gonna be in this. It's just it's just impossible to cover every character. So I like what they said where basically there's gonna be named extras, right? And so it's just gonna be a cool kind of tie-in to some of these smaller characters. One that you and I have talked about that we've already covered would be somebody be somebody like um, like Huron right like maybe Huron is a yeah. character who we don't see we're not saying he, we're not going to or that he's uh, he's not unnecessary he's or anything like that but we're just trying to think of characters who could potentially be cut and that's one that we kind of came up with so maybe you would see somebody like when because I do think we'll have to say I think you have to say Inktar I think I think you, you'll you see him yeah Um, and so maybe maybe you have Huron is like there with him or something, you know. But they don't specifically say this is Huron and here's his story and he does a yeah. bunch of stuff or whatever. Maybe it's just a band of them and then they're named. Yeah, and one of the things too is if the, if this individual
0: has a lot of speaking and acting roles that they're going to be a, a, a pretty big deal. Like you don't want to. This was interesting as as far as like Tom Marilyn's character and bringing in a really good actor. You're not going to bring him in for one to two episodes. Like you're not going to get a high quality actor to come and buy into that and say I'm only there for one episode but then don't worry season two and three and four you're going to be in this thing for a long time like it's it's no we need to write this in a way that's gonna you know we're gonna see a yeah. lot more of Tom and so uh, I thought that was interesting you know that's why they had to say yeah. like look we're not gonna cast Elaine for a one little scene where we're in Camlin. we're gonna hold on for a second and we might be able to, because you want to you attract really good talent for this. Um, so that was cool. I thought that was really, because people have to like want to be in these things. They can't just go out and say, hey, you know, we want this person, that person. Like those actors uh, get to kind of decide what they want to be involved in. And, right. and you got to think about it from their perspective too. If it's just I'm coming in for this one thing, it might be a wash. It might not work out. It might. I don't know anything about Wheel of Time. So they've got to, on their end, uh, Amazon and the, the showrunners got to sell this to really good actors and say, I want you or let's get a lot of people to audition for this role. So they do have to change that a little bit. You know, we want the
1: best, we want the best in there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we'll see. I, I am, I think that's really the most telling stuff is, is what he is saying in response to some of these questions. Um, And one of the things you and I talked about is does Tom die, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in, in season one. And I think we were both kind of saying no, I don't think he does. So, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. or they're gonna. Yeah, I have no idea. They're gonna pull pull that. I off think he or, could get injured. Yeah, but well, I they don't even, even think they
1: I don't. I don't even think we're gonna. We're gonna lose him. They could even.
0: Yeah, we're right. That's true. That that could be the case as well. Um, and it could even be something like uh, a part of how they structure season one. At the end of it, you could move some of his sacrifice. Just move it to the end. Maybe he sacrifices himself. Maybe he's with more rain and all of them at the eye of the world. And he does something to help take down a murdra or forsaken or Fade distract or them or yeah. something to help more rain and ran move, move further away. And we're like, what the hell happened to Tom? And so then, you know, we have to speculate for a year while season two comes out, they could do something like that for sure. Um, people are going to be a little bit uh, wound up about it, but that's okay. Um, I think mm-hmm. people, I think, just will always remind people that like, we've talked about this for so long. And I know all these other content creators and fans have talked about wheel of time. Could it ever, is it possible? And they used to say, no, I used to say no. no way. There's no way they're gonna be able to do a movie. Uh, I never even really thought TV show. And then when TV show comes along, I'm thinking, I don't know how many seasons, 14 seasons of a TV, you know? And then I'm like, no, 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 you got to, you got to think differently. And it took someone like Rafe saying, I can think outside the box. I love this stuff. And I know how
1: we can kind of weave this together. And right, yeah,
0: yeah. Tough decisions you have are going to be made.
1: You have but... to think about it as he, I, I really like the the question he answered where he's saying, look, we have to we're going to have to attack this TV show. How do I tell? You know, it's like at the end of the day, if I tell you if I tell you part of the story here and, and another part of it here and I kind of move some things around at the end of it, did you get the just of the series? Yeah. Yes. Just yes. because it was told to us in one way doesn't mean that that's the only way to tell it. Right, exactly. Where you introduce characters, where you
0: weave them in and out, etc. You're 100% right. You still get the full story. You still get that experience. Maybe not in the exact sequence of events that we were used to it originally, but that's okay. That's all right. Um, and we saw how successful it was in Game of Thrones. They did the same sort of thing. They had to move some pieces around, and it worked out just fine. Mm-hmm. So,
1: I you know, excluding season eight. <laughs> well no, yeah, yeah, yeah just kidding but but that's uh, but they they had to make up the they had end. to make that story it, it, up. it was different it was different than uh oh, than here where God. it's just telling a story that's already you know been told yeah actually absolutely
0: um okay wait well, hey, uh perfect i always love discussing the, sh- the show just a little bit and um great way to kind of start the new year off here so let's do this man we're gonna move into the village council mm-hmm. And I've started with Rudion because I want it's a it's a big focus of these this batch of chapters. And actually, you're going to see when we get into this, we're going to spend some a significant portion uh, talking about Rudion. So this is kind of just an intro, a setup to where where we are and and, and really what it is. Um, so it is a city in the Io Waste built by the Geniil sometime after the breaking of the world, but before the Trollic Wars. Um, it was a large, unpopulated city. It's smaller than Tyr and Camelin. And the buildings are are majestic. There's palaces. It's, it's, um, there are towers, right? And actually, a lot of what is discussed in the book series leading up to this is like when people would have a dream or a vision or they would say they saw a city in the clouds or a city in the, in the waste, they would go, there is no such thing. That's not, that's not real. And this is almost like when it, it so stands out from everything else. Like everything else is just barren and hard to find water and everything. And then you come across the city of Rudion and boom, there it is. It's, it's, it's got these big old towers and, and it, it, some of them seem unfinished or maybe, yeah, like they had started it and they, they didn't finish the, the, you know, it's like all the towers or maybe some of them, I don't know, maybe something else happened. You know, I don't don't know. I don't want to get too much into that, but yeah, there's, there's a plaza in the center Right. And the city is filled with hundreds of objects of the one power. <sighs> hundreds, hundreds of objects. Yes. And those last week we were I or last week, last episode, we were talking about um Saw Angriol, Ungriol, Tyr Ungriol, and these objects of power. Things that were created by the power that either helped you channel more of it uh, that amplified a, a, you know, the volume in which a channeler could draw upon the one power or a tier on Greal, which would be something that anyone could use. You could just touch, you could enter, you could use it. It had like a, you know, like a, like a purpose. Um, there's something that you could do with it. You could move objects. You could, you could do something special with it. And that was a tier on Greal that you didn't have to be a channeler to use, but it was created by the one power which gave it extra kind of abilities and things. So those are the objects of power that you find in this, in this city. And it is a sacred city that uh, is very precious to the Aiel. So after the breaking of the world, uh, the Aiel, like all people wander the land, looking for safe refuge. And we're going to get, we're going to get into that. That is literally what this whole batch of chapters is about. So we'll go into greater detail on the Aiel and what happened to them from the breaking of the world until now, we will go through eight visions. I think it's eight. Yeah, eight visions that Rand has while in this city about these people and what happened to them. But, yeah, they eventually come to what is known as the Threefold Land. Um, and it's here where they bring a lot of these objects that they were, these objects of power were entrusted to them by Aes Sedai. And so then they bring them here to this city. And and this is where they're going to keep them. They're going to keep them sacred. So, yeah. Uh, and we'll go, we'll go into what happened to all of them and why they th- this, how, how the city is used now is that if you're a IO clan chief, you will go visit the city and you will go through uh, the Tiranriaal, you will go through these crystal kind of archways and it's almost like a crystal forest where in which you will experience visions about the past, about the it's almost like a, a, a true telling. It's, it's like a memory. Of the IEL, it causes you to go back in time. You step forward through it, and you're carried back in time. And the 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 more you you walk through it, when you when you get to the end, if you get all the way through, which some people don't make it, some people die because they can't handle um, what they are experiencing in this uh, city. The ones who make it through, they come out on the other end, and they are clan chiefs. They then understand. The Ayyel people, where they came from, what their purpose is, why they built this city, what they were tasked to do by the Aes Sedai, and then they can kind of govern with that in, in mind, if that makes sense. So, yeah, it's a sacred city. I mean, it's, 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 it, I guess for, for, um, for those of you who are really kind of first coming across this, and if this is your first time through, Matt, what is it like to
1: experience this? This place it's kind of a strange mysterious city yeah i mean um it's interesting just and i love to pull up my map i love i love to pull up my map because I, I feel like um because in this series we travel uh a lot of times uh through way gates <laughs> and things like that and so we're over here and the next thing you know we're on the complete other side of the world um and when i'm looking at the map and i'm seeing you know this is on the iel waste right which there's pretty much nothing or we just don't know really what's 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 out there um and i'm looking at the picture of it here in the wiki i mean it looks like a big city i mean it looks it, it looks like it's kind of hard to to believe honestly that there is a city out here when you when what we're told about the iio waste you know the iio waste does not sound like a place where there would be some sort of like big magical city uh you know it sounds it sounds more like an enormous desert of nothing uh and here you go we have this place that has a lot of very powerful objects Um, And as we are learning more about the IEL and who they are, uh, it's actually kind of a big deal in that, you know, when we first come across them, they seem almost like these more so like nomadic tribes. And now we're seeing the city that is pretty big and, again, carries a lot of very powerful magical objects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the the
0: Aiel people also are just so interesting in their social structure right and how they're and how they're set up and then the way they're they're these hardened people and then you have these objects that as soon as you hear about them what they seem almost vulnerable out here right like like but then you think about no nobody crosses nobody goes into the waste it's harsh it's hard to get to and the IEL people this these warriors would never let you near it I mean there's just no way um so yeah, I I, I I like what you're saying. Is is that it's it's kind of um, you look at it on the map and it's 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 way out there. You, you've even heard about there's been rumor already about the IEO war and why Kyrian and could or could not cross the waste and who could and who couldn't and who is safe to travel across it and who is not. I mean. It's just, so it is, It is. it seems like it's wide open and it's out there where anybody could go access these objects of power, but it's not at the same time because of the terrain, because of the people who surround it and their fierceness that it's, it's actually safe. Um, and I guess I want to bring up one more uh, point while we're on Rudy on here is that the, the Gena'il, and we're going to get into who they are uh, just a little bit later, but the the items of power that they had sworn to protect long ago and, and they left behind, they're scattered in the central plaza. They are the things that were in the wagons that they were carrying, and they were protected by other Aiel, um, which we can talk about. The, the Aiel, the, the people, they split so many different times. That's why there's these eight visions that talk about their breaking, essentially. The, the world is breaking, but uh, the Deshae and Aiel are, are also kind of like breaking apart and co- and, and creating these other uh, subgroups among their people. And it's the Gen Aiel who try to stay the most faithful and, and keep to and promise that the promise to protect these things and the other IEL also kind of protect them but also don't really interact with them and when the gen IEL finally die out the warrior group that is that is that is surrounding them it, the gen IEL did not practice the way of this like this warrior way or or or, or you wield a spear or anything they were very um still holding to like the way of the leaf and protecting, keeping a promise to ancient Aes Sedai. Uh, But when they do die out, it's the Aes Sedai will actually visit the wise ones and make sure that they set up the system. As I talked about earlier, the clan chiefs coming in the prophecy of Rudion and keeping the system where which um, the memory of that promise and the sacredness of the city and and what maybe is to come is is kept alive through the wise ones and through the clan chiefs, so that's important I guess to kind of keep in mind. Rand is going as essentially as we find out in these chapters, he's coming to fulfill the Karakhan prophecy, where he's going to be the the chief of chiefs. He's going to be the chief over all other clans, and will try to unite the the clans. The clans are very there's a lot of fighting, there's blood feuds and different things like that among them. They War among themselves, and he's going to try to unite them because the prophecies of the dragon uh, kind of say that he needs to. So, yeah, it's a lot. There's a lot uh, to go over in this in this in this batch of chapters. So that's just Rudion in a nutshell. Um, we'll go into more of it here. We're gonna get real, real into it. We're gonna go back in time. So let's first talk about how we get there, though. So let's jump into the reread, Matt, uh, and let's let's talk about how we get from tier, you know, to. Uh, the waste, you know, bring up the portal stones, my friend. Like, let's call yeah. upon them yeah. and let's get yeah. out of
1: there. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so, uh, today's reading we're doing chapter 21 through 27, 21 into the heart, uh, 22 out of the stone, 23 beyond the stone, 24 rudion, 25 the road to the spear, 26 the dedicated, and 27 within the ways. Um, a lot of Rand, uh, I would say, in, in in this section. And then we're going to, I think, finish and m- might even end up being our extended edition is there's one kind of chapter with Perrin there um, uh, at, at the end. But so we started off chapter 21 and we're with Moraine, right? We're still uh, the Heart of the Stone. Um, You know, the Tyrian nobles are all gathering in the heart of the stone um, by Rand's summons, and Moraine and Egwene also make their way in there. The Tyrian nobility has never been called to the stone this way. You know, there's a packed crowd, uh, and it gives way as Moraine and Egwene make their way through, uh, and Moraine stares down a noblewoman. Moraine wonders where Lan went to, as she cannot see him in the crowd. Uh, They have no clue what Rand is planning on telling these uh, nobles who stand around in, in these nervous crowds, Moraine's talking to Egwene um, and suggests that Egwene wins Rand's confidence as she is not too happy about Egwene's persistence about going to the waste, but she thinks to herself it might be better in the end. Uh, at least Elaine and Ineve are safely on their way to Tanchico on the Windfinder ship. That's where we were in our last, uh, last episode. Moraine ponders if her suspicions about the Windfinders will prove to be correct. Uh, Tom has also seemed to disappear from the tower, but Moraine suspects uh, that he went with the girls. Moraine also received the most amazing letter um, from an Aiel Wise Ones. Uh, Moraine regrets him leaving, as he was very useful in keeping the nobles and their intrigues out of Rand's way. She notices the High Lady. Uh, Almita and Astanda giving each other looks that go b- uh, beyond mere rivalry. Matt standing across from them, his clothes looking like he slept in them, and his boots are all scuffed. Uh, they start to wonder where Perrin is, as he doesn't seem to be there um, as well. To Egwene's surprise, Moraine mentions Faile has been uh, trying to talk him into uh, leaving. Rand appear, This is when Rand comes out, uh, and at the moment, um, a hundred-veiled Aiel in his wake. Rand tells the gathering about the treaty with Ma'in uh, and orders the Tyrian army to march to Kyrian, not to go to war with them, but to try and help them restore law and order. Then, in a historical moment, he drives Kalindor into the heart of the stone, challenging anyone to take out the sword if they dare while he is gone. He storms out, followed closely by Moraine and Egwene, demanding an explanation for why he would give up on a great power like Calendor. Rand says he is merely fulfilling the prophecy and tells them about the trap that uh, has set with the one power should anyone try to take it. After that, he tells them he means to go to Rudion. So um, I wanted to read that whole just uh, summary there because it really sets up what we're going to be talking about
0: today uh yeah. i mean uh, yeah.
1: across across the board i mean it, it, again this happens a lot in the series we everybody's everyone's off doing their adventures and then they all come back everyone's off doing adventures and they all come back and that's where we're at now everyone's getting ready they're gonna go do their own thing and Rand says um you know they've been trying they've been trying to get Rand to go to war right and yeah yep. nah not, not gonna do that Um, and I really like here where he drives Kalendor and says, you know, try and take it, uh, Mm -hmm. if if you can. And he is, I mean, he's in charge now and he is the dragon. (laughs) Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. The dragon. Yes.
0: Well, and it's like, dude, I mean, so he, he drives that, he drives calendar into right right there into the heart of the stone. Uh, What, I mean, he, all this, all this time and trouble was spent acquiring it and then he leaves it. One of the most powerful objects he leaves. Why? Why does he do that? Right? You know. Uh, and so, what? You know. That's that's all. That's the that's the question I had when I first come across this. Like, what's he doing? You know. So he's gonna leave that. He's gonna leave that sword there, and it's this. You know, reminder to to the people that he was there, and it is there, and it is in a position that it was not before. They can see it. They know. They'll remember that he is going to return for it. One day, there's actually a really interesting um, kind of a nod. You know, uh, Robert Jordan is a fan of, of Tolkien's work. When, when you, you remember the part in Lord of the Rings where it's in the two towers and Gandalf is going in to see King Theoden and Wormtongue is there and he's got him under his spell and he says the part where, where the wizard comes in with his staff. He's like, I told you to take, take his staff from him, right? Well, right before that in the books, Aragorn leaves his sword. And he basically says, try it, try and he, the king leaves his sword outside. And, 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 and like he, he, I mean, almost what Rand says, like any man who takes this is a dead man, you're, you're dead, you know? Uh, and that's kind of what Rand is, is doing here. So it's definitely different, but at the same time, it made me think of that. And I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, now out of the stone, right out of the stone is the, is our next chapter and essentially, we go to find some portal stones. So in, in summary here, Rand has learned that there is a portal stone in the IO Waste. He learned about this from a peddler who was who brought back manuscripts, and uh, he found some of this. He did a lot of reading while he was at the stone. He had learned more about the prophecies. He realized that he had to educate himself, you know, um, to rely solely on Moraine. What if Moraine dies? You know, what if Moraine dies? Uh, doesn't make it. What if? What if Moraine is trying to use him? So you would imagine he's thinking, "I need to know more about this myself because I'm in this fight. They're after me. I'm the dragon reborn. I, there are things that I have to do." So he uses Tom. He uses the other text that he finds, and he tries to learn more about the prophecies. And, and along the way, he finds out, you know, about this portal stone, and so he takes them out to a uh, portal stone that is that is near Tier. And gives Matt the opportunity to leave. But we know from previous chapters that Matt has been through the redstone door. And he needs to go to Rudion as well. So he's kind of like complaining along the way. Then he's like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm go- I'm- sure, Rand, I'll go with you. Like almost like casually, like he, he's fine with rolling with this. But really he knows he needs to go there because he was told that um, earlier. So uh, yeah, okay. So yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna um, they're gonna travel through the portal stone, which is crazy. He had to draw a lot of power, and I think I could be wrong. Yes, he get okay. Rand gets everyone close around him and gets ready to channel through the po- portal stone with the help of an angreal he found in the Great Hold. A little fat man holding a sword across across his knees. So he finds this angreal in the Great Hold, and he uses. He uses it to channel more of the power. He's already a very powerful uh, channeler, but now he has an Angriol, which is going to magnify that, and that's great. I mean, he's, he's left Kalandor behind, so um, could have used that, but he left it back there. So now he's got this little fat man holding a, a sword across uh, his his knees. So, yeah, he, he draws in the power, and then through that Angriol, and suddenly the world blinks out of existence, and boom, we are into uh the next chapter so yeah it's cool i mean it's cool we're back to the portal stones again and and uh you know traveling through them he, he's looking at the symbols and he's starting to you know understand them a bit more and he gets them i think doesn't he use matt i think he mm-hmm. uses matt to kind of help him decide which one uh to go with which was cool and his
1: luck and chance and you know, right. let the dice roll and flip a coin, which, situation. well, it is. And it, and it's cool because Matt, he and Matt, well, Matt kind of gets in not like gets into it with him, but Matt, you know, it's where he says, Hey, let's, um, and then you and I talked about this. Is it Rand's channeling or is it Matt's luck? Right. That, uh, causes Matt, you know, when he, when he, can we go in to not, uh, not let him in? Cause remember mm-hmm. the coin, they flip mm-hmm. the coin and it lands. Yes on its end right is yeah, that yeah is that is that Matt's luck is that Ran being a Taviran is I mean what's what what is it that causes that yeah it's almost like you've got two things kind of uh pushing it's almost like
0: mag magnets or whatever right what what keeps that coin on its side when you know Matt wants luck or chance or whatever to to help him make his decision or or, or whatever and then Rand kind of says you know what but I can also um kind of be the counter to that. And if I want it to be, to go my way, I can hold that, hold that coin up on its end a little bit. Yeah. That was an interesting. Uh, you know, kind of thought experiment to think through what is it that what's going on with their, their various powers and, and
1: uh, whether or not Matt, Well, because they say, him, if they Brutian. say, yeah, they say if Matt were to go in, he could die that he could, yeah. you know, he, he could die. So mm-hmm. that was like one thing I kind of thought when I, when I came into that, it was like, is it, uh, you, you know, it, Again, is is it which is it is it is it Rand's power? Is it Matt's power? Because it lands on end and then it falls over to where Matt loses, and then Matt accuses Rand of channeling there, um, which he probably did, right? I, um, he doesn't like specifically say I, I like oh I use the power to, to do this. Matt accuses him said you know I I don't like that when you use the power around me. Um, but so I just I wonder you know was it Rand who caused it to land on end, or was it Matt's luck? because yeah. they don't they don't specifically say, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. And we'll get
0: there. Yeah, the, that's coming up right here. So as we we come into a place uh, known as Cheyendar, uh, where where this is where the portal stone has taken them and they are going to the wise ones. And remember Avienda, right, was uh, she was going to go with Elaine and Nynaeve. And uh, Moraine has the letter or the note right from the wise ones that says she needs to return. Uh, so they go back to Chandar and and the wise ones are there. And, and many other Aiel are there as well. They're assembled just outside of Rudion. Um, and Ruark is our clan chief who we are with. He is, so he shows up, he's protected immediately because there are other clans around. And you start to get a real sense that these Aiel fight among one another. And that you're not, um, you, you have to be careful because of of old blood feuds and and things like that. And so you're like, okay. Um, And then you also learn that the wise ones cannot be touched regardless of where they came from clan, whatever, none of that stuff. They're a wise one. And that puts them, they kind of um, almost are like overseers over, over all of the IEL people and, and all of them are, are revered. Um, Also anyone entering Rudion can't, can't be attacked as, as, as well. So that's a sacred thing as well, where you're sending in a man, uh, someone in to become a clan chief. You could also send in, um, you know, a, a, someone who is going to be a wise one, like a woman who is going to be a, a, a wise one, which we see with Avienda, Avienda will, will run in there. So naked, by the way, just so we're clear, she's going <laughs> to run, <in> the, <laughs> which I always think about like, you know, Matt's expression when they're running in and they're like Avienda goes sprinting by, right. <laughs> and then Moraine as well. And you're just like, what? robert jordan seriously well okay it, it happens in the tower they have to go in that way in the tower too so um but it's just it's just funny to me because i always ma- imagine like matt and just wide-eyed like
1: what <laughs> you know like what's so. yeah, what's, what's happening what, what's going on here
0: yeah but yeah so that's where we're headed we're gonna head into um into rudyon now um you, and i don't want to blitz through uh too much of this too quickly but Moraine and Egwene are then taken into the Wise Ones first. So before we get to all of that, right? They're taken in. You meet um, you meet Bear. You meet Amys, and we learn more about these Wise Ones. And to me, at first, when I when I came across them, Matt, they're like they're kind of like Aes Sedai, except for they can't all channel. They definitely know a lot about the world of dreams. Um, they're, they're Wise Ones. They're counselors. Uh, they the clan chiefs listen to them and such, so they're kind of a big deal, but they also know that they have great respect for the Aes Sedai mm-hmm. and for any Aes Sedai and they will still kind of tread lightly and respectfully and listen to Moraine and stuff. I mean, again, they do not Not that Moraine can come in here and really do anything she wants, but they have great respect for her.
1: So, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, the uh, the is kind of like that too in that um, you know, it, it's almost like it's, well, it's a different part of the world, but they know the, some of the same things. They just go about it a different way, right? Because um, they talk about looking for the one, you know, he who will bring the dawn, right, as opposed to the Dragon Reborn. But it sounds an awful lot like the Dragon Reborn. So it's mm-hmm. it's it, it seems like they, they, too, they just use it differently. They go about things differently. It's their own way. They have a different understanding of of you know um a, a lot of these things and so i think that's also why you know they also um they understand the power of of dreaming right and and sort of like mm-hmm. and dreamwalking which the Aes Sedai obviously know about as well and so that's something that well they they talk about as well these wise ones will 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 talk to them about
0: yeah yeah and and, and Egwene is here to learn yeah as you, as you say from their talents she's she's considered maybe a dreamer uh, one of the first dreamers that the tower has had in many years. And um, Varen gives her the the ring, like the stone ring, mm. that she actually sends away with Elaine and Nynaeve um, so that way they can enter Teleron Riyadh. And she is going here to learn more from the wise ones who can help her better understand this dream world and access it. And um, yeah, they call her a child. I mean, they they basically show her that it's dangerous and that she needs to be... Trained, So she's going here and she's willing to kind of submit to their, their training. And that's, that's, that's the big reason why she splits from Nynaeve and Elaine who are chasing down the Black Aja. Because originally Egwene was tasked with that as well, but now she's, she's being taken on another uh, path. And it's cool. And and you'll find out later too, why this is really important for Egwene. Um, It's continued training. She learns a lot while she's here with, with these wise
1: ones, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's and it's cool. It's cool too. Also, right? Um, as she starts learning the the, the dream walk, which we've heard, we you know that's kind of been uh, it's talked about a little bit. Um, the, the dreamer and the dream world and stuff like that, and that seems like something we're beginning to explore more and more, and that will be a Gwen's thing going forward. Um, uh, it, it's cool. Again, you know, she's not just your average Isidai. Um, you know, she because the whole dreamwalking thing is something that, uh you know, we heard has not been seen for a long time. So it's cool to see again, you know, Perrin has his, he's a Tveren and he also kind of has his wolf thing. Rand is a Taviran but is also all well, the dragon are born. So he's got like, you know, tons of powers. Matt is a Taviran but also kind of has the luck thing. Or is that just part of being a Tveren? You know, so it's, Again, so they're all kind of getting their own powers outside of just like being an Aes Sedai or whatever, or channeler. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, One thing I forgot to mention, so I think this is probably probably important, um, before we move right into Rudion, is Giotto, the principles of Giotto, and what that means. So we'll bring it up now, and it's going to be elaborated on as we move forward but it's this um honor code uh and and you know uh, Amees tries to explain it we're a little confused by it at first but she she is attempting to to explain that code to us and you know, it, yeah it's it, there's a lot to it there there's actually a lot of you'll see these um individuals who are all uh garbed in white and their servants who come in and they have toe and they're serving a year uh, of service for, for certain things. So that will all be explained later. I'm not sure if it's in this batch of chapters or not, but we'll get into more of that later. I just wanted to mention it because it's the first time it's kind of mentioned to us, uh, here it's directly mentioned to our characters, uh, Moraine and Egwene. And the other thing that's mentioned is the, the wise ones have seen Moraine entering, uh, right. And they've, they've seen that in their dreams. So it's settled that she is going to go there. So, then Egwene starts to understand, okay, I see why this is so valuable and how this could be used to see things that are to come and to, to maybe look ahead. And, and they're basically just waiting for Moraine to ask, and then we've already seen it. You can go type of thing. So now Matt, not, not that was the situation where not so sure he can go. Um, they always bring up, too, that if this is he who comes with the dawn, then he is changing things. The customs, all of these things that we're gonna be taught and that we're gonna learn about the IEL are going to be in some ways broken or altered, or they will bend to fit what Rand needs them to fit, if that makes sense. So they they say that often that that he he brings much he brings great change. You know, Rand is gonna is gonna bring this change and they they all just gonna shake their heads like, wow, this is not this is not our custom, you know, it's, it's right. unusual to send in an Aes Sedai. It's unusual for your friend, Matt, to go in with you as well. Um, those are things that we're not used used to doing. Uh, Avienda, you're going to follow the regular customs, and you're going to enter. Um, I think his name's Mur- Oh, I just lost his name. Murindin. I always mm-hmm. say his name wrong. Mur- Muradin, Mur- yeah. Muradin. Muradin. yeah. Yeah, he goes in. He is uh, representing uh, clan the, the, the Shido uh, clan, right? Aiel he's going in to be their new clan chief and Rand's about to meet him as he goes in there. So, all
1: right. Um, okay. Uh, well, yeah. okay. This will take us to Rudy on chapter 24, uh, which is, a uh, Matt, uh, pretty much a, a Matt, uh, Matt chapter here. Um, you know, uh, there's a, there's like a wall of fog in front mm-hmm. of them, right? They kind of look out at each other, uh, it stretches out about a good mile. They think on either side, um And Matt's kind of hoping maybe, hey, maybe there's some water behind it. Uh, they're both hesitant to enter the fog, even though Matt saw Avienda running straight for it. Rand asked Matt if he is apps. <laughs> <So, laughs> this just
0: ridiculous to me.
1: Like, like you know, Avienda just she's just sprinting in there. and They're all kind of like, whoa, should we walk through this? And just boom, yeah. she pops boom, right in there. Busting through. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Rand, Rand asked Matt if he's absolutely sure he wants to do this and reminds him he can still turn back. Uh, Matt tells Rand he has to enter, even though uh, the thought's not very tempting. He challenges Rand on why he thinks he, uh, he has to go into Rudion, as if being the Dragon Reborn isn't enough, but he also has to be an Aiel clan chief. Abruptly Rand steps into the mist and with a moment of uh without with a moment of hesitation Matt follows him. Uh, the fog seems to go on forever, but they finally step out into a hollow dome. Udion is not as big as Tyr or Caelan, but the streets are very wide if deserted, and there's great fountains, statues, as we said. It's kinda really uh wow, it looks like, you know, this is a really well done city, really, really big city. Um uh for in the in the IO waste. Uh, it appears unfurnished for all its splendor. Uh, there's no water in any of the fountains, uh, and the fountains make Rand think that. Um, think, think though, and suddenly realizes while looking at the city, uh, it must have had access to water at some point. Rand channels water up through the ground from an ancient lake uh, that he can detect with the power. Rand mentions that the wise one told him to go to the heart, and he assumes that means the center. Uh, They drink their fill and move on to the center of the city. After they walked for about a mile, the street suddenly ended in a great plaza. In the middle of the plaza, they see a huge tree and have wondered how it would ever survive without sunshine. All this time, if it was not for the items scattered across the plaza, attracting their attention. Matt thinks some of these objects might be Terran Grial. Rand stops briefly at two statues of a man and a woman holding a crystal sphere, but quickly walks on towards the columns and the the tree in the middle of the plaza. Uh, Rand enters the arches, and uh, after they agree, Matt will stay behind. Matt walks around and finds um, another kind of weird door frame. Uh, It's like twisted. Uh, He thinks he'll be able to get more answers if he steps through. (laughs) Uh, Matt, uh, I mean, he's so ridiculous. He's so great. great. Just like, oh, God. Yeah, so the doorway, he doesn't find, um, you know, anything like he did before, uh, but he's met by a fox-like creature that leads him through a long, narrow hallway. He enters a room that was not there before and finds himself facing three more of these sort of fox people. He demands answers to his questions, and when they do not respond, he gets angry, making a comment about the holes in his memory. They reply, it uh, is done. Um, so he insists on being free from the Aes eye. They reply, uh, it is done. Matt wants to get away. And uh, as you know, he gets no answers to his questions. The answer is the same. The last thing he remembers after is something around his neck and not being able to breathe. And then suddenly everything goes dark. So real kind of mysterious as to what's going on with Matt. Uh, by the end of the chapter, like, wait, hold on. What's going on? Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think we'll because we'll, uh, I'll, I'll go do a quick little uh, dig here, maybe in our extended edition. I'll, I'm making notes here. Might be one more thing we go back and look at the difference between these two doors and these two people, these two groups of people, and it was actually a video I wanted to make on YouTube, like what it is that Matt gets from them. One being, you know, like like his needs, his wants, his desires, and things. Um, yeah, he gets different things, and he's confused about the uh, process, you, you know, by what, like what he's going to obtain from from these doorways, and so it's not exactly what he thinks. Uh, it is what he needs, though. And it will help him, but yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty twisted. <laughs> it's pretty twisted, mm-hmm. it's twisted doorways. So yeah, yeah, we'll leave him there. We'll we'll leave him uh, <laughs> uh, on on you know in darkness uh, for for just just a second. So here we go, okay. my friend. Uh, this let me see. So we have two chapters: the road to the spear, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. That's just, this is just a long one. That's right. Okay. So chapter 25, the road to the spear. And I have a a better, a better version of this. And I'm going to put this in the doc for you. So you you can kind of click on this and and help me with it. And we're going to kind of roll through here. Um, it's called visions of Rudion and the wiki does a fantastic job. I'm going to put it up here by the intro at the very top here. Um, so we can click, you can click on that and follow along. So if anyone wants to, it's just called Visions of Rudion. It is the wiki. They've done a fantastic job on kind of breaking a lot of this down. And if you scroll down through here, you can you can see that there are. Oh, well, I was wrong. I said eight. I remember I told you earlier. I was like eight or nine. I couldn't remember which, which what it was. Uh, eight, eight visions or nine visions. So you have the ancestry of Rand Thor. This is what is seen. And so I, it is way too much for us to go into. Every little character and 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 the idea of you know what happens in all of this. Rand is getting a quick sampling of the history of the IEL and and tracing going back in time. So he will step forward. The more he steps forward, the further back he will go. Uh, Mur- uh I say his name wrong. Murinden, who is the brother of of Kuladin, is in there with him. He is the Shido who's trying to become clan chief. Now they said you can die this this could kill you. Well the problem is is what is killing the IEO people is or what drives them mad or or what is uh what's the problem here is that they're seeing like like truth. They're actually seeing um how far they have strayed from who they originally were. They've they're seeing how far they've been broken as a people, how much they've been broken away from from their ancient roots and and who they once were uh they're warrior people so this is this is this is pretty extreme right there so they are people who have spears they're hardened uh they can they're the most dangerous group of people i think that we've encountered yet they are extremely dangerous and they they work as in, in these units and and just like when they're veiled i mean everyone in Randland or the westlands or the whatever the wetlands will say that when you see the aiel like like you remember the story where Perrin kind of comes across um, the Iel in Bane, right? Um, comes across them, and and they were, the heroes of the Horn were telling stories about how they had killed, you know, all of these Iel, and people are like, get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like maybe you, you went up against one of them, and this this one took out, like, you know, a whole group of you guys. It's They're just really warrior-like people. And I think that's where they are now. And then as you go back through these nine visions— you find out that they were very much more so like the Genile, which we hear about, and the Tuathaon, the traveling people. They are like the the traveling people, as we saw with Perrin, and Perrin struggles with this so much, they follow the way of the leaf. Peace, pacifist, would never, they they would rather they would let you strike them over and over again and ask you what they did wrong. And that's what we see in this. And they cannot believe that that's who they once were. They, they, they can't bear that. It's, such a, it's, it's, such a, it's too much for them. So the first vision, you have the Aiel settle into the Aiel Waste. The second vision, you have a time before Aiel came to the Threefold Land. So we keep going further back and back in time. The third vision, the birth of uh, the Maidens of the Spear, far I always say it wrong, Far, far Uh Fourth vision, the Aiel split from the Gen Aiel uh, fifth vision, the on split from the Desha'i Na'il. The sixth vision is wandering through the breaking. The seventh vision, departure from Parandison, promises to the Aes Sedai. The eighth vision is uh, seed singing, the sealing of the boar. And the ninth vision is drilling of the boar. So hold on a second, okay? When I got to the end of this, Like, okay, let me ask you just reaction. Because again, this is what this podcast is about is like, what, what did you like when you're going through this? Was this too much? Like, was this, or was this like, was it hard to understand? Did you get what Rand was seeing? Um, Did you start to kind of make little connections to the Tuatha on the traveling people and go, well, you know, these people were once different people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and that happens too. I mean, throughout this, um, you know, this, uh, this book series, right. Because. I'm thinking back to when I think it was a book is it book 2 or book 1 when I'm you know we 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 talked about Ardor Hawkwing and I was like well hold on a second is Ardor Hawkwing like age of heroes right like age of legends you know like as you right. think like this is what we've been told and we, they keep bringing him up as like this this sort of a this sort of a hero so is this like what this is or is it something different so um at least here it feels like this is happening as as they're telling over a large segment of time. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so it is kind of a cool, uh, it, it is kind of a, a cool kind of sort of history lesson as, as we get this expanded. Now, this is something, um, and sometimes As will tell me this, um, and mostly because I know, as even being this far into the series, that, okay, hold on, this is one of these things that like, two or three books from now, we're going to be like, oh, okay, we, this is where this is yeah. explained, and this is where this is explained, and that's where that's all, and and that's kind of what this segment this segment will be. Because I think you said, like, this is, like, in forums and stuff, this is something that people, like, really spend time breaking down and referencing back to.
0: Yeah. It's actually just, yeah, it, and what it is is it's really cool. We've wondered about the histories, and as, as you said, we, we, we hear about the IEO War, the Trolloc War. We hear about um, things with Ardor Hawkwing. We've heard about Luce Theron from the prologue. We've heard about the breaking of the world. We've, we've heard about these things, but not in order, not in from, from now moving back. And what this is is from current time moving back to the breaking of the, of, of the world. I mean, well, actually, all the way back to bore, like boring into the world. Um, and boring into a source of some kind. We've heard, and I always forget, I, I always get really nervous when I, when I do all this because I'm always like, don't say something that's spoiler. Uh, so I got to watch myself here. But because um, I'm two books ahead right now and I'm like, oh, shoot. So there is, I think it's cooler and I, I, people might not like this, but I, like for me, it was easier when I, when I had read this whole thing, I said, now, wait a second. He went back in time. All of these people are connected. This is the he starts off with a great, great grandson or something. Right. And then he moves back through this family and you see how they are torn and how they're split and what happens. So you start off with like what looks like I people. And that was, and I get why Robert Jordan does that. I mean, first it's just, this is wheel of time. We're going to go back in time and, and explain this 3000 years is what's covered here. 3000 years. So um, you start off with what looks like I You get that. And the further you go back, they look more like the individuals who are serving in their tents, uh, giatto, right, and who have like, like like the whole I forget what they're called. Oh my God, I can't remember their servants' names. Uh, but they are, um, but yeah, they're, they're serving this this um, penance or whatever, right? And they're servants, but they they can't you know lift a weapon. They're all garbed in white, and so those individuals. Um, look a lot like what they used to be. The Tuatha'on also uh, represents some of that. The Jena'iel, who they sh- kind of shunned a little bit, but also protected like they were children. Um, you know, all, all of that is is a part, of, a part of their history. So I go back to the beginning. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go back to the beginning, because t- to me, it's just, it's wild. All right, I go to the ninth vision, which is the end of this chapter, and we're actually going to work forward in time, which might tick some people off, but I really, you know, for me, this made a lot more sense. You start off in Rand is Charn. He is a Deshane Aiel, a servant of um well of of Landfear. <laughs> Landfear was not always called Landfear. Um, Mirin Sedai is is who she was, and Charn is a Deshain Aiel, a servant to this Sedai. What I read at the top of the show right, um, is, is basically something that the, that the people will have to deal with. They're called, the Deshaene are called Children of the Dragon, um, and they're worried that people will think that they only served the dragon, that, that they served, like, as time goes on, you served that, the dragon, but people forget who Luce Theron was beforehand. So this is someone, uh, Charn, who, serves, who served Lanfear, when she was a, you know, good regular person. Yeah, right. I mean, regular. Like she wasn't anyone, you know, she she was excited about what they were boring into. They were boring into a power, a source that both men and women could use. Men and women channelers could use. And there, and she's excited about that. He had actually just maybe left her service and he was upset that he wasn't there for her. As he looks back and he sees this is a, a significant day, um, he looks back and sees some epic thing happening, right? He sees, um, let's see, he's walking away. Um, uh, let's see, suddenly the ground rippled under his feet in the air too, in spreading waves, he looked up and he sees these tiny, uh, the, a, a tiny chip of white uh, leaving. Uh, and he remembers how, how, uh, how, how Muren explained that today was the day when they would try to tap into this newly discovered source. So he sees this thing happening, he's worried about it, um, he's running back. People are screaming. The, the, there's blackening of the sky, swallowing of the sun. Something happens. This drilling into uh, the, the drilling of the boar goes wrong. It goes bad. There At the end, there are tears, quote, tears rolling down his face as he ran. And he is one of these servants to Landfear. So what happens there? We don't, this is, we're, we're only looking through the eyes of Ran's ancestors. And so then you move into well, so move forward a little bit. Now he is someone named Kuman. Kuman is a 16-year-old um, who has been chosen for singing. And Kuman is the great-grandson of Charn, who we just saw was a, you know, uh, a servant of Landfear. And what you realize from, from Charn is he says that to, to, to Kuman. He would talk about how he once served Landfear, And Kuman says, there's no way right? There's like, you served land fair? Like he didn't believe it. Um, and anyway, so he's, it's been some time since they bore in there. Uh, they talk about th- these, uh, he talks about he talks about Charn as someone who said during Charn's time, there was no war. There were no so- soldiers. Um, there, there was no killing that, that went down. It was a time of peace. He can't believe that. kuman the great grandson of Charn, um, who is also a servant, can't believe that this time existed. He can't imagine that that the, the war had been old when he was born. So when he was born, it was old. Charn claimed that he had served one of the forsaken ones, Landfear. But Kuman thinks Charn makes up stories. He's old, He's really old. Um, people don't want People don't like when Charn says Landfear had not always been evil. He's, that was who he served. So Charn, his great grandfather, he served this great Aes Sedai who, was, who did great wonders and, and was powerful and was revered uh, among the, their people, and, and he's proud of that. But then she was, she eventually becomes evil. And then he thinks, so this is uh, back to Charn, thinking gratefully of Luce Theron, the, the leader of, the uh, the great leader, the dragon. And that's right now at this point in time in the Eighth Vision, he's thinking about the dragon. Um and you get into some of the ogier singing and nim shemesta is there and they're singing and they're helping things grow they're being they're being protected by soldiers and guards and you can tell that it is a time of war and that things are going on that uh, yeah uh, what is happening at this point in time there there's news that there's been a strike that there are companions my friend there are companions with Theron, and they have gone to Ghoul and they are fighting back Okay. And the rumor is that they have sealed the boar and most of the forsaken on the other side. And there's like great rejoicing. People are happy. Uh, you know, people can't believe it. Darren the dragon has won. He has won. And you can see how long these individuals live because Charn was his great, great grandfather who served Landfear And this like, okay, like I don't know how far the time jump is right. here, but the war had gone on for some time after they get into the Boer. Um, So that's interesting about the lifespan of these individuals maybe was a little bit longer than, than what we're used to currently. So, but yeah, so you see the celebrating, uh, they're, 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 they're celebrating all of this, right? And then what happens is Kuman um, will be traveling with his, his, uh, his great-grandfather, Charn, who is taken and killed. He's killed because he was serving Landfear. And then he basically says, We'll find the rest of you, you know, who were serving the Forsaken. You, Dashe Nail, you servants, I don't care who you served. You served them and they went bad and we'll kill you for that. And that, and he's sitting here going, No, no, wait, what? And so at this point in time, uh, Kuman is okay, Matt. Why is Kuman okay? Because the dragon. The leader of the Aes Sedai has won a great battle. If you serve the dragon, you're good, right? You're good for now, for now, because the dragon is about to go mad. He's about to go mad. And so the, the longer this goes on, uh, so let's, let's keep going back here. Let's get into the seventh vision, which is now we're in Parandesan. We're, we're in, we're in and uh, Jonai is the son of Kuman. He's 63 years old. He's in the prime of his life, not old enough yet for gray hairs. He's hurrying down an empty, the empty streets of power and decent. He's passing the dead chora trees, shattered buildings. The ground is still rumbling beneath his feet. Now, hold on a second, Matt. I thought we sealed everything at the boar. I thought the the dragon, I thought the dragon had sealed everything off and, 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 and everything was good why is the ground shaking why why are all these things happening right he's wearing his cotton sore his work clothes he enters what is known as the hall of servants the entrance is not guarded anymore people are running around carrying papers and boxes there's anxious eyes there is straight panic going on in the hall of servants and you have all this and what and what we see through through jonai is is this um Terror in the eye like the Aes Sedai. All women, by the way, all women who are standing around this long table. And on the table is the dragon banner of Luce Theron. And now the title that's thrown in there next to Luce Theron is Kinslayer. Mm-hmm. And there's also a crystal sword on top. So we go all the way back now and we see what we found in Eye of the World, the dragon banner is there. Now we see they had it and they hit it. And they call upon the green man, Nim. Uh, to to help them hide it, you see the beginnings of that conversation here, and so and and he is just like he's I think he's just blown away by this right, um and this is where you get like he and he and um the Nim are, or he's talking to me calls him a child of the dragon and that's where he kind of worries like oh shoot don't call me a child of the dragon the dragon was Luce Theron, Luce Theron is a kinslayer, like his his great 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 grandfather was killed for being a servant of Landfear. He's going to be killed mm-hmm. because he was a servant of Lucien. The yeah, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" So it's it's just so much uh, happening here, and it's just it's so intense. The Aes Sedai are why are they hustling? Why are they moving so quickly? There are two individuals named Jarek and Haindar who are showing up to Parindison. And they are men, they are male channelers, they are Aes Sedai, strong in the power, and they are on their way to the city. And if they get there, there will be a fight, and people will be destroyed. This is the breaking of the world. These, these male channelers are going mad, and they are channeling, and they are causing great chaos. So these female channelers are deciding, what do we do? And this is where the rest of this kind of takes off in that you are they are trusting they are trusting uh, Jonai and his, his family, his people, the Deshane Aiel, to take with them sacred objects, right, objects of power, to go on this quest to protect these things, and they take them to Rudion, right? And really what the, the whole point of this is, is that you learn that these people are once servants who uh, followed the way of the leaf, who were peacekeepers, they were servants to the Aes Sedai. They had a promise to keep to them, to keep these objects safe. And along the way, only one group really keeps, the Jena'iel, really do keep to those promises. They're attacked. They're, the rest of these visions are them uh, falling under attack. They're on their way out of the city. They're wandering through the breaking. They wander for years. Jonai is, is wandering. Um, he's the son of Kuman, as I said. Then you will follow his other sons, um, and, and you you see like those sons lose their wives, their children, they're attacked, they're beaten, some of their stuff is taken, and along the way people say, we've got to fight back, we should leave, we need to go seek shelter. The Tuatha'an group will split, and they will start to follow the way of the leaf, and then they say, but wait, we had a promise to the Aes Sedai to take these objects to a place of safety, and they they leave. And then you have the other faction, which is like you. You eventually have Aiel, who, when many of their people were taken, they then and part of these visions is that they will go back and they'll they'll try to take their uh, women and children back. And to do so, they have to kill. And once it's been found out that that you've killed, um, you're not welcome back. You have abandoned the way of the leaf. You've you've lost. You are lost. You're out. You're out. And you've picked up a sword. And they killed with a sword and or or whatever. And so then. It's a whole. It's it's just crazy, man. But you get to you, the the understanding that the Aiel that we see now have strayed so far away from the Deshain Aiel who were servants to the Isadai. These these individuals who were you know the Hall of Servants and Aes Sedai were servants, right? To serve them was a great honor, and these were the greatest in the land who did all these great deeds. And so they've. It's almost like they've they've. They've lost their way. They themselves are lost. They're a lost people and um, they've given into the way of um, the warrior. So, and it's Instead just of like the way of the leaf. Yeah, and that breaks them. So, to learn that, the clan chiefs realize the people cannot know this. They, they would break. This would break the people. So, that's kind of what that is all about. But to me, it's just so crazy to go back and see the, like, they, they just touch on the boar. And what were these Aes Sedai trying to do? What happened that would cause a land fear, um, to become evil? And then what would cause these men to go mad and to cause this breaking? I just picture that sometimes them being around the table with the dragon banner, the crystal sword, with uh, the green man, the Nim, and, and saying, we need your help. We need to call upon you one more time to help us. And you need to to protect these items. They had individuals dreaming about things. Prophecies were being dreamed about information was coming to the eyes Sedai in that moment. And they had to make these decisions to literally save the world. They saw it. Rem- this is going to sound crazy, but it, it reminds me of like Dr. Strange seeing one way, like them having a vision and and foresight to say, there is a way that this can be fixed, but it's that's desperate. And we have to, the Shane are going to have to help us. So you had all these different things that have to take place. Send this person here, send them over here, we need to get ready. Male channelers are coming in. They're going to destroy this if they get a hold of Kalendor, What could they do with Kalendor? Send it away. Um, so, hey, dude, it's it's just it's so intense, and that's why and they, I wanted. Do to they like, do they you know. know?
1: Do they know at that time that you know the wheel is going to keep spurning out patterns and all of these things, and so they say maybe at one point someday all of this will work, and, and then that's or is, do you think it's yeah. more out of de- more out of desperation at, at that exact moment? So I forget whose
0: wife if it's jo, Joni's wife or, or Kuman's wife, who is a dreamer and they have dreamed that there will come a time when things will heal and be better and that but that but it's they speak from a place of great sorrow like they dream and they see into the future and they can tell just like the wise ones now are able to dream uh, and kind of see that Moraine should go into Rudion. they can see things that are coming. Egwene has kind of done that as well too. Um, so, yes, there are some people around them who can kind of see that, that yes, there is a way that the wheel will continue to turn. Um, but it's far beyond their lifespan, and it's just it's kind of a sad, desperate hope. Like, let's do our right. part, because eventually, in the end, years from now, this w- will be saved. And actually, I don't really know. You know, like, at this time, I mean, this would take me going back into, which we were told, Everyone everyone kind of told us at the start of this podcast don't go into all the histories. Sir Ezra. Right. just hold off for a second. They think that they thought that was too much spoiler. So that's why I'm excited to be at this point because we do go back to the Age of Legends, but your question is, you know, did, what did they know at that time? And I think there is more of that that's going to come and things that we're going to that we going to uh, help answer that question, but yeah, I think we just I think they I mean I would imagine that they knew far more in that age than our eyes Sedai do now, far more. Right. So yes, I would so say they yes. were able to see
1: more potential futures.
0: Yeah. 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 And even just understanding more about this, this wheel of time and this, and just the way that the world works and, you know, the, so the I guess, I guess maybe the they didn't wills. see,
1: they didn't see potential futures in which, in which the darkness won. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Cause I mean, you, I mean, don't you think they would think that that's a possibility? Well, and so here's the thing they're split on that, right? So the
0: forsaken, the Forsaken what,
1: don't see. That's where they, they differ. They yeah. the forsaken. The Forsaken believe that that it's more. There like, was there's, no more, way. there's more potential that the dark will win. Yes. Than the and light. and actually,
0: yeah. And that's. I hope that's not going too far, but I think it's enough right there to kind of say that. Yeah. That's that's why you would join. Um, the Forsaken. With, yeah, that's why you would join up. Is you don't see any way in which you could stand against the dark one. Uh, and so you you go over or it's this or it's this lust for power or whatever it might be. But right. uh, yeah, there is a specific situation where in which one forsaken will kind of make that case. There's no fighting. Oh, it. Okay.
1: There's no fighting it.
0: Like There's no yeah. there's, there's no I way. guess the
1: only thing I guess the only thing I think about it is like how many t- you know, how many ages have passed since that in which neither the light has whether it's the light winning and that the darkness just doesn't take over or it's a scenario in which. They're both held at bay, and neither side is really winning. And then that's so, that's so. Is it you know? Is it is it is it like a push in that? You know, since uh, I guess you know you know you think about it like how many ages have passed in which the darkness has not won, and I guess theoretically the light has not defeated flat out defeated the the darkness like completely. So they're just kind of pushing, or so, is it more so that? Well, the darkness just hasn't been able to take over and the light has just held because it definitely doesn't feel the other way around. Maybe it doesn't feel like the darkness is just holding the light at bay. It feels the other way, like the light is holding the dark as opposed to the light being able to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. So and actually
0: like what's what's important and I don't actually know all the answers to this. So anybody who does send us a pigeon, uh, leave me a comment because I have wondered about this one thing. A lot, and I have done some research. I have an idea, and I think I, I think I know, but I don't. I could be very. It's too off spoiler. Here. We don't want to, Yeah. Well, well, no, but like it's the bore boring into a source that they sensed right. beyond the wheel, but beyond this this world uh, that was just outside of it. They bore into that. That is a change. I believe in anything that had happened prior. So I think you start from the moment. Like that's a that's a new significant moment in time. Right. Yeah, that moving forward, like as you say, ages come and go, you've got three thousand years or more, where yes, what what Luce Theron did was with the hundred companions seal the boar and sealed it within what this is what all of the um Aes Sedai are talking about is, is to protect those seals on the boar and to make sure that the Dark One cannot escape his prison, that the dragon put him in now what gets lost over time is that he's the dragon and he caused the breaking of the world not the fact that he saved the world from the dark one who was the, the so war there, of the is shadow there... was 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 what would have just not only broke the world but would have destroyed it completely. is there a dr- is there a dragon before the drilling of the boar there you go that's the question that's i knew that's what you're trying to ask <laughs> which is and that's what i want I pe- i don't to me that is him stepping up into a role a situation that was never needed before. They had never done something like this before. Like you had never uh tried to tap into this source. Um so buddy, I don't have a good answer for that question okay. because that I'm is that is wondering if
1: it if it is something that the wheel used to counter. You know?
0: Well, yeah, is and actually maybe it is a mechanism. M- maybe the this right. this dra- this dragon has been used for different things before that. And what I'm kind of saying is that whatever this was that 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 emerges here, because it's not that there wasn't evil in the world beforehand. And actually, what? And yeah, be careful here. What? Pot on? Um. What? Um. Yeah. What we see in, they're just different types of evil. You know, different types of darkness. So like because what you learned in this was that there was a time as charn said before when before they 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 created the boar and they bored in there was no war they had achieved almost like a society that was completely peace yeah. right and so where we are now moving forward could we as a society achieve that maybe maybe we could would there still be evil would there still be darkness in in some of us would there still be some of that there this was something else this was something different than the one power that they were tapped into that was turning the wheel of time. Um, it was beyond that. And so that is what is, that's sort of your your inciting incident to the whole story. Something new comes along that's different. But before that, I mean, again, they talk about during the Age of Legends that what Perrin uh, and, and what um, men, their abilities are far it's beyond, they don't even know that you know they, they don't know. So was there another incident like this before? Has it happened 3000 years prior to that? I that's a Robert George, you know that is a I have no I have I have no clue. Um and maybe it's said somewhere and I I've, I've missed it. I would love to I'd love for someone to enlighten me. But okay. it's a good question. It's it's a good okay. question because it's questions that I know you've had before and
1: I've always, you know, even off the podcast well, gone. We have, we have, yeah, right. I have to get, yeah. I have to, we have to get further into it. So no, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, Hey, we have one more, uh, chapter. Well, no, that is it. Right. That is, that is chapter 26. Sorry. Um, so we do have one more chapter, which is chapter 27, which is the parent chapter, but I think we're going to cover that in extended edition. Uh, um, yeah. It, all, all we
0: really need to say, cause I said, we would do like a quick kind of summary on it just for folks who aren't, um, checking out those extended editions which are on patreon by the way where we kind of take the discussion a little bit further and i guarantee you uh every time we do these i go and do matt asks such good questions and i have to think about things and uh and by the way not 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 spoil things (laughs) yeah one not spoil things but then also two like it's a 14 book series and the other series that we read are so thick i just want everyone to be a little bit uh Understanding of Sir Ezra. I read, uh, I run a podcast where in which I talk about Lord of the Rings. I run a podcast where in which I talk about all of the hundreds of legends books in Star Wars. And I run a podcast where in which I talk about A Song of Ice and Fire and all of the histories in that. And I'm entering the Silmarillion with Lane in an unexpected podcast, and so right. sometimes
1: I do not and remember a, all the things and, in this. Series. And for fun, a Narnia podcast. And for fun, just, a Narnia podcast. Which, yes. Right, which is just kind of like you know on the side when when you can. But still, I mean, it's 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 more it's knowledge to retain. A, yeah, it, it is, and that's why yeah, I,
0: I I do rely on these resources, and I try to go back and reread it and think about it, and um, and I, I will rely on our listeners to kind of help us out because. I, I, I go back and forth on some of my you know it's not, the reason it's nice to discuss somebody is you make it you, you make this a memorable experience because I discuss it with Matt I then listen and I read uh, what you guys say and when I've talked to like Nicole Whitaker and uh, some of our other patrons just it's really nice to hear them share their thoughts on what these things are or help me remember something later on in the series like oh yeah you know so, Ezra, don't forget that the reason this happens to Matt is because we need this later on, and that's that's totally uh, what I need, and it's very it's very helpful. But, yeah, so in this, though, within the ways, this essentially is um, chapter 27. Real quickly, Perrin is has decided the White Cloaks, it's rumored that the White Cloaks are uh, amassing in the two rivers. Emmons Field is under attack, and Rand knows that Perrin... When he feels a pull to go, he will go. He, he knows that uh, these Taviren will, that they have roles, that there are things that they need to do. And Perrin feels a need and a desire to return home uh, and to deal with the White Cloaks who he started this sort of conflict with uh, and killing some of them in Eye of the World. And he's going to go back and he's, he's essentially doesn't want Fael to go with him because he's going to turn himself in. Maybe they'll leave the two rivers alone if I just turn myself in, and I'll say, take me. If, if the penalty is death, then death it is. Leave my people, you know. Yeah, and Fail is not going to – she's not having any of that. She just met the love of her life, man. She ain't she ain't letting him away. No I know. She's all in. She's not doing that. But Loyal, Loyal is the one who is going to have to um, – he needs Loyal's help to get there quickly. How are you gonna get there? You're down in tier. How do you get back to Emmons Field? Well, you're going to use the ways, which we know are also kind of tainted. And the Black Wind Machin Shin is there and it will eat you up. So Loyal is not a fan of that, but Fail kind of caught him in this promise where he basically promises her uh to that, you know, he will show her, you know, that and when she asks and whatever. So she she kind of puts loyal in, in a little bit of a pickle, and uh, so it's parent is forced to follow them through the ways. So Fayel is supposed to be left behind, and basically, parent says, "Or uh, yeah," and parent wants to leave her behind, and then she figures out a way to, to stick around and will
1: not let parent go off without her, which is very good. So, yeah, and again, we'll be covering that more extensively. In our extended edition over on Patreon. As we do have a pigeon today. This uh, is from Heather Reed. Yes. Heather Reed. Yes. And actually, yep. yes.
0: So what I have, it's actually over here on Patreon. Uh, a couple of her, her comments here. Last time we did an extended edition uh, on the Atheon Mier, the Seafolk. And um, so she has a couple, couple things in here just about the extended edition. Let me see if I can pull them up here real quick. And then our part three discussion, Heather just says, and I appreciate all of her like going in here and, and commenting. Oh, and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, by the way, while, while I'm at this, Heather joined us in a Zoom at one point, and we are going to have in January another Zoom chat. Uh, we talked with our some of our Bend the Knee patrons, and we're going to have uh, some patrons from Heroes of the Horn and elsewhere kind of join us. It's just nice to kind of get everybody together and, and, and talk. Mm. So. But she says, yes, I would still love to join you guys to talk about the books, which is what I want. I want her to come on and talk full spoiler uh, and kind of move even maybe beyond where Sir Matt is. I've also talked to Nicole Whitaker about uh, doing that and and Sir Nick. Um, so that, that would be really, really cool. So she uh, is, looks like currently up in her reread at up, up to Winter's Heart. It's actually even a little bit beyond where I am. And uh, then she says that The Shadow Rising is definitely one of her favorites in the series, uh, and it is massive. This book, I tell you right now, I, it took me in my read to, to get through this. I, I just remember it being a lot. It was it was it's a lot to get through. It's very, very, it's a lot. So she also says, hey guys, uh, another great episode We're referring back to our part three, The Shadow Rising. Uh, As far as the drops that Amazon is doing for the show, I would love to hear a little of the actual soundtrack. I'm a huge music person and would totally geek out over that. I love that Rafe is being so intentional about any changes they make between the show and the books. And I I agree with Heather. Um, I love that transparency, and I think it really helps people understand, you know, what he's dealing with, and it shows you the passion and the emotions at which he's approaching this project. And I think that's really important and uh, good on him. That's great. So... We all knew that there would be uh, that there would be adaptations uh, that would, uh, but the fact that they are fully aware of each one and have a clear reason behind it shows just how importantly this project is to him and his team. Moraine's staff uh, was with her in the first book. This is one reason why a lot of people connect uh, Wheel of Time with Lord of the Rings. Moraine is seen with the staff right from the beginning of the Eye of the World, but she loses it when she is trying to close the Waygate in Faldara. Many people associate that with Jordan showing the separation from the Lord of the Rings. That's cool. I like that. See, this is, this is great. Thank you, Heather. And yeah, Gandalf and his staff, you know, and then uh, he did kind of a lot of this Does sort of start off, I mean, Black Riders, you know, showing up in, in freaking uh, Emmons Field, a lot like the Black Riders kind of showing up in, in the Shire. I mean, yeah. So at some point he kind of deviates and says, here we go. We're moving on with our story. Uh, now, on to the chapters. I love the scene with uh, when, when Ruark separates Fael and Berlane, Just shows how much of a badass he is. I also love the scene with Tom and Moraine. These two um, are both such great players of Deus de Mar, and they're showing off to each other here. Yeah. Um, Ooh. Yeah, so that's a question. Uh, she, has a, she has a question, which I'm going to save. She has a question for for Sir Matt and I'm going to come back to that so I can give him some context on on a question. This is good. I did ask people to give me questions though that that you want me to ask Sir Matt just to get his kind of reaction. I think it's a lot of fun to uh you know just because of some of these people have read this before and sometimes I don't always ask Matt, you know, hey, what'd you think about this character, that person? And there's so many. There's a lot. There's so many so many little events too. Uh gosh, it's just it's it's wild. Like one of the things I think back to in that episode that Heather is, and thank you, lady Heather, really, really appreciate all of your, your comments. And there's a few others in there too, but that are kind of spoiler, but I'll, I'll leave those uh, for my, I'll just reply to you guys in there. Um, but when Matt's gambling and on the back of his hand, he has like your, his cards start to kind of come to life. Those bubbles mm-hmm. of evil, you know, like that's kind of a crazy thing to experience as a reader. And then how, how do they pull that off in the show? You know what I mean? It's gonna be wild to kind of see what that all looks like. So, all right, though, that is pretty much it. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks to everyone. Um, haven't, if you have a chance and you have comments on what we talked about today and you don't want to leave them on the Patreon thread, it's totally fine just to send me, uh, you know, an, an email at thehornofvalier at gmail.com, just label the part, you know, just tell me what episode you're referring to, and I can kind of go back and check that. And even if you're somebody who just joined in and we talked about something, you know, three, four months ago or back in the great hunt or whatever, we're always happy to kind of reflect and refresh our memory on where we've been and move forward. I mean, a lot of what I do in these uh, episodes is try to help make connections between stuff we're experiencing now and things that we did experience. And since we don't cover everything, and since we sometimes, like, you know, we, we, for the sake of just, you know, being an episode and providing some commentary, um, you know, some things that we'll encounter that we are touching on, we, we might not have mentioned on the podcast. So if you see some of that and you want us to kind of make that connection more clear, just send me an email. I would love to, to bring that up and have Sir Matt and I talk about that. So we're actually looking forward to making more YouTube content kind of wheel of time, explain stuff. And, um, we're if there's a topic
1: you want us to yeah. cover. Let us know. I mean, seriously, uh, if you go look at our Star Wars channel, I mean, we're just people sending questions. We make a full video on it. So it's like, hey, That's all right. You, so feel free. That's true. That's true. Absolutely.
0: And and I'm, I'm excited. I, I really want to say thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon and who um, has gone and subscribed to the YouTube channel because it does mean a lot to us. And it's encouraging for us to kind of keep doing this project and to keep working on it and having a good time. It just means the world to us. And we're excited to do to keep this up in, in 2021 and, and be with you guys. um for the show, I mean, our plans are to do like live streams after the show drops. If it's something that's a, I don't think it's gonna be a binging, uh, you know, a show where you binge. I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. something that drops each week. You're getting a new episode. So if that happens, we're gonna cover it. We're gonna take your your emails. We're gonna talk about them on the show. We're gonna do full episodes dedicated to the show. So if you're here now, um, that's something to look forward to. If you show up later and you're you're experiencing the reread and the show's going on, we're glad to have you. Make sure you send us those. We're calling them pigeons. It's just so mm-hmm. weird for me to get used to saying that. I keep wanting it to say is. Ravens.
1: <laughs> I know.
0: Ravens are not a good thing in this series, man. They will they will, right. you
1: know, mm, tear you up. So, okay. All right, guys, well, hey, we want to thank you for answering the call. In our next episode, we will we will be discussing part 4 of oh, uh of the Shadow Rising. Uh Yeah, what are we
0: going to call this
1: on the fly here? Let we go about let's say I a 28 through 34.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Let's go about there. And so if we cut it a little bit short, then just know, uh, yeah, this time I didn't look ahead to see where... I always try to find a good stopping point for us, like a mm-hmm. little cliffhanger. So about chapter 30, 34, that sounds fine. Yeah. The okay. note. So, all right. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a message at thehornofvalir at
1: gmail.com. We will see you soon. And remember that the grave is no bar to our call.